let's get ready to study God's Word. episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study today. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have the privilege of coming to your word We pray that you'll grant unto us wisdom and understanding, that you'll give us of your Holy Spirit, that you'll help us to communicate clearly, and that the folks that will listen to this will understand appropriately. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's study is entitled, The Great Tribulation versus The Time of Trouble. And our passage comes to us from Matthew 24, verses 20 through 22, King James Version. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except these days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake those days shall be shortened. Okay, Matthew 24. Uh, I didn't think to do it before, but I'm also going to read the time of trouble statement that comes to us from Daniel chapter 12. And it says this, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never once since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. Okay. The Bible presents two major prophetic events which impact God's people in substantial but different ways. As referenced by name or description, they are the Great Tribulation, and the Time of Trouble. Now, the Great Tribulation we find in Matthew 24, we find in Mark 13, in Luke 21, we find in Daniel 11, we find in Revelation 6, we find in Revelation 7. The Time of Trouble we find in Daniel 12, Revelation 15 and 16, Revelation 18, Job 38, verse 23, James 5, and Luke 21 as well. It's referenced in Luke 21. Now, why do I say they're the same thing, that they're not the same thing? There is a verse that seems like they are, because if you remember from our memory verse, it says, For then shall be great tribulation, 
such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Okay, so this says, you've never seen this problem before. This is more extensive. And, in fact, it will never be that extensive again. So if that's true, then how can we have a second time that says a time of trouble such as never was? Okay, here's why. As we shall soon see, while both of these are significant prophetic events, they are not the same event. The Great Tribulation is a period of extraordinary persecution against God's people. And we see that the word tribulation is almost always synonymous with religious persecution or religious conflict. Give some verses in, in the document, which I don't think I've mentioned. We have a document that accompanies this, and it's going to go into a lot of detail. I want to give you enough in this podcast for you to be able to search, um, search things for yourself. But there's a document that outlines that, which we're going to link. Deuteronomy 4, verse 30, Judges 10, verse 14, Matthew 13, verse 21, John 16, verse 33, Acts 14, 22, and Romans 5, 3, all use the term tribulation synonymous with religious persecution or conflict. One of the key characteristics of the Great Tribulation is that it has a prophetic duration associated with it. This is one of the key ways to determine where it is being described in the Bible. The following units of prophetic time are all associated with this specific event and are all equivalent to 1260 literal years. So we have time, times, and the dividing of time. That's in Daniel 7, verse 25. Time, times, and a half. That's in Daniel 12, verse 6. 42 months, that's in Revelation 11 and Revelation 13. Time, times and a half a time, that's in Revelation 12, verse 14. 1,203 score days, that's in Revelation 11 and in Revelation 12. Okay? The prophetic calculations are given in our document. How we end up with 1,200 and 60 days being 1260 years, that is explained with the textual reference. But that's for the Great Tribulation. So the Great Tribulation is a long period of intense religious persecution. The time of trouble, not to be confused with the time of Jacob's trouble, which which will actually be a part of it, which will occur within the larger time of trouble, is a time of complete upheaval in the world. This time of upheaval has an adverse impact on both the wicked and the righteous, but it will be far worse for the wicked because at that time, God will be pouring out his judgments upon them via the seven last plagues, and he will be protecting the righteous from the effects of those plagues. Okay, So the time of trouble is not just about religious persecution. Religious persecution will be part of that mix, but it's going to be societal upheaval on an unheard of scale. So it is possible for the Bible to say a time of trouble such as never was, because there's never been a time on earth that has had that much upheaval in society on all levels, economic, social, civic, whatever you want to pick, there's going to be upheaval. 
the Great Tribulation is a time of intense persecution, and it is God's people who suffer the longest for that. And given the duration, 1260 years, it is safe to say that duration is never going to happen again of persecution. Okay? So intensity may be matched on a shorter time frame, but it will not, we will never again see that length of uh, persecution going forward. A subset of God's promises of protection for his people during the time of trouble can be found in Psalm 27, Psalm 91, Isaiah 26, Isaiah 33, and Jeremiah 14. The time of trouble occurs immediately after the close of probation and immediately before Christ's second coming, after every destiny has been decided and there's no further chance to change sides. Unlike with the Great Tribulation, there is no way to calculate a definitive duration of time for the time of trouble and the seven last plagues. Okay, so we're not told. We were told how long the Great Tribulation would be. Like I said, that calculation is in the document. But we were not given to understand how long the time of trouble will be. Based on the description of the plagues and their impact, we expect that it cannot be for an extended period of time. If you look at those plagues, an extended period of time would result in the decimation of this planet. Okay? The Bible says that it will all occur within a single prophetic day or one literal year. And we find that in Revelation 18, verse 8. Here is a list of similarities between the original ten plagues which fell on Egypt, facilitating the release of the Israelites from captivity, and the seven last plagues which will fall upon the whole world and be followed immediately by the second coming. So the seven, the ten plagues were used by God to punish the Egyptians for enslaving his people, and the seven last plagues will be punishing the wicked for their persecution of his people. Um, God punished the Egyptians for the idolatry, and the seven last plagues are going to punish the wicked for worshipping the beast and his image, which is idolatry. No complete duration of time is provided for all of the plagues from 1 to 10, from their start to finish. So we don't have a sense of how long each plague took. Um, there are a few plagues that get a certain amount of info associated with them, but we do not have a complete record for all ten of the plagues. And likewise, for the seven last plagues, we're not going to get, we are not given the duration either. Immediately after the last plague, God's people were rescued from Egypt. And immediately after the last plague of the seven last plagues, God's people will be rescued by the second coming. Now, here's a difference. While the first three plagues affected the Israelites and Egyptians alike, the last seven plagues affected only the Egyptians. In this case, there are only seven last plagues, and they only affect the worldly, the wicked. Lastly, any house that was not covered by the blood of the Passover lamb was affected by the tenth plague. And as it pertains to the seven last plagues, anyone who is not in the Lamb's Book of Life will be affected by all of the plagues. Okay? So that's an important consideration of how the similarities and differences. Now, within, there is this time of Jacob's trouble, um, 
recently did a podcast about Jacob and his wrestling with God, so you'll want to reference that. And I'm going to give you the other verse which talks about the time of Jacob's trouble. In Jeremiah 30, verses 5 through 7, it says, For thus saith the Lord, We have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask ye now, and see whether a man doth travail with child? Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in travail, and all faces are turned into paleness? Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Ouch. That references Jacob's original struggle found in Genesis 32, verses 24 through 30. Okay, The time of Jacob's trouble, mentioned briefly in the previous section, is a special time that affects only God's people. It occurs within the overall time frame of the time of trouble, once Jesus has moved from his role as high priest and has put on his the garments of battle and vengeance. This event is named for the time of soul-searching and mental anguish that Jacob went through as he prepared to meet up with his brother Esau. Okay? And he wrestled the Son of God. Similarly, God's people are going to go through a period of mental and spiritual anguish once the final death decree has gone out against God's people. This will be after probation is closed for the entire world, and Jesus is no longer operating as our high priest and mediator. With the earnest desire for deliverance and the realization that they are standing in the sight of a holy God with no intercessor, God's people will search their hearts earnestly out of the fear that they had sins which they did not confess or forsake. It will be a time of trembling, not only because of oppression and persecution by the wicked, but because of the spiritual concerns. Just as Jacob wrestled with God and prevailed, receiving a blessing, so too will God's people wrestle with God and be overcomers, receiving the ultimate blessing of redemption as Jesus returns to save them. The duration of the time of Jacob's trouble is not explicitly given in the Bible, but it is understood to be only a subset of the overall time allocated to the full time of trouble, as it starts at about the time of the final death decree and concludes near the second coming. I say at the second coming in the document, but it's really, really near the second coming. Okay, so to summarize... The time of great tribulation was during the 1260 prophetic days of prophecy when the Antichrist power was operating in its fullness. The time of trouble is yet to come at the close of probation, and it will include the time of Jacob's trouble and will be a time of, of ridiculous conflict and strife. Okay? And then Psalm 91 gives us the hope that despite things that are going on around us, we will be protected. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, 
in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Okay, that is the promise to us. That is the assurance. And we definitely need an assurance. Call this a devotional. It is a study. It's an end time study. But here are the lessons that we need to, to glean from this. Our abiding hope should be Christ. Just as Jacob wrestled with Christ and prevailed, we need to wrestle with Christ and prevail. Just as Jacob had repented of his sins before the moment of the wrestling, so we have to repent of our sins prior to the time of Jacob's trouble. That will be a stressful time, but we want that when we get to that time, we are not thinking, oh no, did I actually repent of all of these things? Right? Because that's not a good thought to have when you know probation is closed. And how will you know probation is closed? Because the plagues will have already started to fall. So we know from a timing standpoint, from a Bible prophecy sequence standpoint, that if you see plagues falling, seven last plagues, which are very carefully described in the book of Revelation, if you see those falling, then that means that probation has closed. That would create a tremendous amount of anguish. So now is the time for us to put our faith and our trust in God. Now is the time to spend some time in prayer and meditation and ask him to take away the sins related with everything. Ask him to bring things to mind so we can repent of them specifically. Now is the time to do that. We do not want to put this off. Okay, we do not want to put this off because we don't want the anguish of that day to be any greater than it needs to be. Read carefully the passage in Jeremiah. The metaphor there about um, the time of Jacob's trouble is, is incredible. Okay, why do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in travail and all faces are turned to paleness? Yeah. You don't want to be a man who's behaving as though you expect to be delivering a baby anytime soon. A baby from you. Right? That's, that's the imagery that's being presented here. And so we need to understand that. We need to appreciate that. Now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the time of salvation. Now is the time to repent of all of that stuff. Now is the time to relinquish all of those, of those sins. Now is the time to get all of that off of our record and to hold unto God by faith. Be confident when those things are, have been um, relinquished. Right? But if we wait, 
we are just going to add anguish. Think about how much grief the disciples experienced because they did not pay attention to the promises that Christ gave them of the resurrection. They did not avail themselves of the promise. They did not begin to look forward to, okay, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. They didn't think like that. And as a result, they spent Sabbath and Sunday in a terrible state. Okay? Friday night, Sabbath, and early Sunday morning, they spent in a terrible state. And so we need not to make that mistake. We need to take the opportunity now to repent of these things. Now. Get forgiveness and pardon now and hold on to that forgiveness by faith. We also need to understand the difference between the Great Tribulation and the time of trouble so that we will not be deceived by any erroneous interpretations of prophecy. They are different. They cover different time periods. They cover different classes of activity. And it's important for us to see and understand that distinction. Matthew 24, 20 through 22 says, But pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Right? That's speaking of the fact that the persecution didn't even go all the way up to 1798 as it should have, because it began in 538. It ended in 1798, but to some degree, because of different conflicts going on within the papacy at that time, persecution diminished toward the end. And so essentially the days were shortened, even though the ending still came at the appointed time. Hope that's been helpful. And let's uh, close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and goodness. We thank you for an opportunity to do this study. We ask you to help us to understand that we need to repent now. We need to have you search us and try us and reveal to us anything that needs to be relinquished because now, during our probationary period, is the time to get rid of all of those things and to accept your forgiveness by faith and not wait until there's a ton of anguish associated with it. Please forgive us of our sins, Lord. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at BibleQuestions at ASBZone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom Podcast, where my brother and I conduct Bible studies in a discussion format. These podcasts can be found on all the major podcast platforms, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and more. Please, please, please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word. Thank you.